I don't really know how long I'm going to be. You know, usually I'm not very long. Uh, whether I'm screaming or just talking, I'm, I don't know. It just I'm not... <clears throat> I don't... Is it is it quiet out there? It's pretty quiet? Okay. Might need to... Oh, okay. Okay. So, I'll just put this closer to my mouth. <laughs> um, I've just got a pretty... A pretty neat topic, I guess, we could talk about today. Something I'm just going to kind of relay to us and try to teach us uh, in this in the house of the Lord today. But I'm thankful for everyone that showed up. Happy Mother's Day to my mother. And uh, happy Mother's Day, first Mother's Day, to my beautiful wife. Uh, I was excited to celebrate this with her and because Mother's Day is today and I know Father's Day is on the way. So, <laughs> so I'm, ex- I'm excited for that and I'm excited that she gets to celebrate this. So. But praise the Lord, I'm thankful for his blessings and his love in my life. I'm thankful for my pastor. It is great to be up here to teach the Sunday school class for, for you you adults. I guess I'm also an adult. I, and you probably consider me an adult. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I don't always feel like an adult, but I do a lot of adultish things. So uh, if you would, we're, we're going to turn in the book of Exodus today, chapter 14, starting in verse 27. This is a very... Uh, popular Bible story. Uh, Exodus probably is very familiar to you because it is the great exit of Egypt, of Egyptian slavery. So uh, we're just going to read a little bit of a portion of scripture from that today, and I'm just going to teach from it what I kind of feel like the Lord put in my spirit. And when pastor asked me to speak uh, last night, I just immediately knew that, you know, this is something that I need to kind of speak on. So we're going to go ahead and read Exodus chapter 14 verse 27 and it says, And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength. And when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters were returned and covered the chariots, and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them, but the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall. Somebody say, a wall. Unto them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. So if you would, before we get into this little segment of teaching in this Sunday school class today, let's just go ahead and pray and ask the Lord to just speak to us. Lord, we're so thankful for this opportunity to be here. God, we ask that you would just let this word teach somebody today. You would let it fill their heart with knowledge, fill their mind with knowledge. God, you would just... Do something beyond just the physical, God, in the supernatural of someone's spirit today. And just speak to them, God, and change some things and mold some things. God, you would build somebody up today. You would encourage someone through this teaching. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody say foundation. Today I'm going to be speaking on, for just a few moments, when the miraculous becomes a foundation and it's up there for you and <clears throat> there has to be a start point there has to be a base and a firm foundation many preachers I'm sure you know have taught over the years countless times 
on the power of a foundation. Many times behind this pulpit, it has rang out that about the power of a foundation. Many preachers at this point would begin to tell you the necessity of every house having a solid foundation. They would begin to say a house is only as good upwards as what is going downwards. Maybe some, even, even some, instead of the house illustration, would direct you to the roots of a tree. They would say a tree is only as good upwards as what goes downwards. Maybe some, instead of a tree illustration, would speak of the seed. They would speak of the types of soil or foundation that a seed could fall upon. How a seed on rocks has no way for roots to grow and will be washed out. How a seed on the path. How a seed in the thorns. Then at this moment they would bring it all to a climax, ending with a statement that a seed is only as good upwards as what goes downwards. Maybe even some, instead of the seed, would take you to an encounter between Peter, the disciple, and Jesus. They might even here begin to tug on the emotions of, of your heart, of the congregation, and speak of all Peter's mistakes that he made in his walk with God, his debt, his denial, his cursing, and then finally his reminder. And there, and that, there was finally that but that we all talk about because... It, it, when, when preachers get up behind the mic and preach messages, we like when we can say, but God. And in this moment, but God said that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my foundation. Here, preachers, or some preachers would relay to you that the church is only as good upwards as what goes downwards. But today on this Mother's Day, I'm, I'm just a man. I'm just here trying to teach to you about the power of God. I'm just here to try to help you possibly apply some of this teaching to your life and to help myself continue to apply some of this teaching to my life. I today would say and agree with the preachers that have spoke many times before that we are as only good upwards as what goes downwards. And today we find ourselves in our text in the exit of Egypt, the from the exodus of slavery by the Egyptians. We find Moses and the children of Israel standing on dry ground where a sea once flowed, cutting and gushing along the seabed. And we see a place where a sea, where we're crossing by foot was the only option, and also a sea where crossing by foot was not an option. But the miraculous had just begun to operate in the life of Moses. Ten times as of yet he witnessed Aaron raise his rod to miraculously unleash the curses of God upon Egypt. Once he saw his healthy hand cursed with leprosy and miraculously returned to the status of healthy again. More than once he witnessed a simple rod, a simple staff miraculously turn into a snake and return back into the staff once he retrieved it. Moses had just begun to see the miraculous operate in his life. It was in the moments of the burning bush, the miraculous moves of God's power, where the miraculous became the foundation for Moses' ministry. You could say that it paved the way for him and his fellow brethren through the toughest of times, through the strongest of currents, through the Red Sea. I'll, I'll turn you back to our text, Exodus chapter 14, where it speaks of, 
that but the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. It was God who made the sea like walls around them, and God who took a once muddy impassable ground and made it dry and ready for them to cross. It, it is only God who can make the miraculous our foundation. As you've heard today many times as I've spoke to you, we are only as good upwards as what goes downwards. In the midst of turning from sin, in the midst of following God's promise, in the midst of answering the call, only God can make a way out of no way. Miracles you and I only read and hear about can become a daily thing in our lives. But not just through us. Because as default, humanity is faulty. Our downwards as default is sin. It is only through the changing power of God we can begin to replace roots in our lives and grow downwards as we reach upwards. I, I would speak to you today that miracles are here. It is now the time for the miraculous to begin. Just like the children of Israel had a need, I've, I have a need. You have a need. The checkout lady at Food Giant has a need. The person who pumps your gas has a need. Nursing homes, prisons, schools, and churches all have needs. And all the answers and all the healings and all the blessings can be found in the miraculous. Who is more powerful? Who is more holy? Who is more merciful? Who is more honest? Who is more miraculous than God? There is no sin. There is no pain. There is no addiction. There is no relationship. There is no status. There is no cancer. There is no sickness. Nothing can equal or be opposite to the power of God. It is when God becomes our foundation, when we let the impassable raise like walls around us, the situations in pain too muddy for us to get through, the depression that is raging like a sea in our lives, and the trials that become powerful like a sea. It is only in those moments when God makes that a foundation that we can walk over those things. You, you are called today to walk over what this world will tell you is impassable. Mental health, we were called to walk over that. Addictions, we're called to walk over that. Trials, pain, and even death. Slavery to sin, we are called to walk over that. Under the protection of God, in the miraculous flow of God, what is a shelter to us becomes a snare for our enemies. When the children of Israel were at their breaking point, God made a way and not only rescued them, but destroyed their pursuers. What was like walls? What was like a shelter, a house? It, it said that walls rose up on their left, walls rose up on their right, and they walked across on dry ground. What became like walls to them is what collapsed and destroyed Pharaoh and his men. What became a foundation for them became a grave for those who oppressed the people of God. This is what happens when the miraculous becomes our foundation. It was a step of submission to make that first move into the seabed. It was scary when what once could have killed them, but through a miracle became their salvation. It was through a miracle that their oppressors were slayed by the Red Sea. You may feel like the devil has you cornered today. On one side, you have the raging sea. On the other, you have Pharaoh ready to kill you. When God parts the waters, make a step. When God moves, we move. It is then our foundation will shift from muddy and uncertain to the miraculous. Now, 
In this day and age, we have a very muddy and uncertain future, I guess you could say. We, you know, we can read the Bible and we can get context as to what may, we may see in this last time, but we're really just never going to know what could happen. We're really just never going to know what persecution is really going to look like. We, you know, we, I, I can't even fathom people trying to shut down the church just, you know, when the church is just trying to get out there and help. I, I can't imagine people turning around on a man who's just trying to preach the word of God and trying to save souls. But we don't know what that's going to look like. We don't know what, what the enemy chasing after us is going to look like. We don't know what chariots barreling towards us and men with swords ready to kill us is going to look like. And then it, when it feels in those moments we turn around, you know, we've got a very uncertain, raging, muddy future ahead of us. And it is in those moments when God makes a way through that sea, as I've been kind of paralleling to us today, we've got to make a step. Because if we stand still in this last moments we have, if we stand still in this generation, we, we are going to find ourselves slayed. We are going to find ourselves caught up in the mud. We're going to find ourselves caught up in the hands of the enemy. And when God moves, we have to move. That is the survival plan. That is our, that is our action. That is our plan of action. When God moves, we move. When God is pulling us somewhere, we have to go there. If we do, it's too late to not obey God. It's, it's too late to just begin deciding that God's plan maybe won't work out for your life. It's now we have to know that God's plan is the only way. That now in this last time, as we get closer to the coming of God, and it's nearer than it has ever been before at this very moment, into this second and into the next second, it is closer and closer every single day. We have to know that whatever God is telling us to do is the only way that we're going to get salvation. Because there's not going to be salvation for the children of Israel if they had turned around to Pharaoh. All they were going to do is they were going to go right back into slavery. And possibly Pharaoh was probably just going to kill them right then and there. And if it hadn't been Pharaoh, it was going to be the sea. But God made a way. He made the miraculous like a foundation for them. He made the dry ground like a concrete ground they could step across. He made the sea like walls so they were protected on either side. And he made what became a shelter to them. He made it a grave for those who oppressed them. So I guess what I'm really just trying to tell us today is what God is calling you to step into is not only going to save you, but it's also going to destroy what's been trying to kill you. What you have been slave to for so long, if we just take a step into what God wants us to go into, it is going to take care of those things that we feel like we cannot get taken care of in our lives. Because it's true that we can't, there's some battles we can't fight on our own. It, it didn't matter how many children of Israel were standing at, at, at that place where they had to cross over. It, it, the enemy was going to be there to try to kill them, try to overtake them. But God, he made a way. He made a foundation for them to safely step over. And what, that, that's what God is trying to do for us right now. He's trying to get us a foundation for us to build this revival upon. And we need to know that that foundation is going to be built upon something we have never seen before. It's going to be built upon miracles that you thought were never even possible. And, and it, it starts with us. It starts with us taking that first step and submitting to what the Lord is calling us to go into, submitting to the man of God who in those moments will, will raise up the rod.
and, and, and will watch the power of God part what seems like an obstacle to us. So um, I guess what's good for you is I'm not ever really very long when I teach Sunday school downstairs or upstairs. Uh, I just really, I find myself rambling a lot of times. And I just like to say what I've got wrote and get it out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I guess I could probably end it with a recap, just kind of something to leave us with today. So someone might just have something they can leave encouraged with, and that, that'll just make me repeat what I repeated probably seven or eight times today, and that is we are only as good upwards as what goes downwards. And when we have the miraculous, when we have the power of God, when I say miraculous, I'm speaking of miracles, yes, but I'm also speaking of the power of God because God is miraculous. It is, it is absolutely crazy that, that God all that time ago when he created the world. And it's crazy that he created the world in the way that he did. It's crazy that he knew everything we would possibly ever need to have. It, 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 all the muscles, all the joints, all the tendons, the, the way our body sends and receives uh, thoughts and, and, and nerves and to our nerve endings. It's absolutely insane that God could know everything we possibly needed to survive, how our, all our organs would work, how, how we would breathe, how our air would be continuously supplied. It's absolutely insane, but God knew, and it was miraculous. It was miraculous when he created Adam, when he took dirt and formed it and then breathed his own breath into him. It was miraculous when Adam breathed on his own. It, it was even miraculous when even when humanity sinned, God still had a plan. And it says in the Bible that he was a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That was miraculous, that he had a plan, that no matter what happened, we were going to be saved because God loves us that much. That he said no matter what happens, no matter what, you, no matter what enemy is chasing after them, and no matter what they have to step into, I have got a plan where I can save them out of any situation. And that's what God is doing for us here today. He is saying, he said, I don't, I don't care what you went through yesterday. I, I, I don't care what you may have went through 10 minutes for you walked in this building. He is saying, I have a plan of salvation for you. I've got a way through an impossible, impassable sea for you today. And he's saying, all I'm asking for you to do is make that first step of submission. Make that first step into what was once a raging sea, but now is an open door of God, an open door of salvation, and then eventually a grave for our enemies. Um, but I'm thankful for this opportunity to be able to speak today. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give this back to Pastor, and then I'm sure we'll have a little bit of fellowship and then the evangelistic service at 1 o'clock. So thank you. You know, I, what we do need to realize today is the fact that every life that's setting in here is a miracle. God created, when he created humanity, you think about how our bodies are so precise. And God created us in such a way that it's just a miracle that we're alive. And when you see the birth process this is mother's day and and happy mother's dad said already but happy mother's day to all you mothers and those that you you mothers that went through that birth process or you dads that actually watched that birth process 
It is an absolute incredible miracle. So every one of us here today are absolutely walking miracles. And we need to take that alone and let that be the base of our foundation in our world that, that just the fact that you're breathing today is a miracle. And that ought to be foundation enough for us. We shouldn't have to have a Pharaoh behind us and a Red Sea in front of us that looks like we can't get out of. But still, God, deal, he does the miraculous even despite that. And we need to let the miracles that God, I, I can name the miracles across this place. I mean, it, it's not been, what, two weeks ago that Monica, Linda, and Heather hit two deer. And they couldn't have not even been here today. But look, they're here today. It's a miracle, praise God. Sister Rita, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I remember going in and seeing you in that hospital down there. And in my mind, I'm thinking already, I've got to get a funeral sermon together. Because this lady's fixing to leave this world. But God brought her out of that hospital. And she's sitting here today, miraculous. Sister, Sister Valma sitting back there, lung cancer. But she's still here today. God is a miraculous, working, miracle God. Amen. Look at a miracle setting right back there on that back seat. Amen. Would you want to do your testimony right now? Oh, you'd rather wait till after Okay. She's got a testimony she wants to give us. If it's not now, a little bit, a little bit later, we want her to... But hey, God's done great things. And He's not done. And I encourage you, if you've not went and listened to Brother Near's sermon for Thursday night, you need to go listen to that sermon. My goodness, He spoke to our hearts, and He said that He's going to do a new thing. And I want to be a part of what God's going to do. And I want you to be a part of what God is doing and going to do. Praise the Lord. And I, God is just so great. Thank you, Brother Texas, for reminding us the fact that that, that miracle, we need to let that be a foundation. You know, we can look at something. Now, here's the thing we need to think about with a miracle. You usually can't have a miracle unless there's a disaster. You usually can't have a miracle unless there's something bad going on. Usually you're not going to have that miracle unless uh, you're needing something miraculous to happen in your life. Amen. And that's usually the only way we'll end up getting that miracle. When it's the out of our control, it's not out of His. Amen. There you go. Absolutely. And no doubt we could go across this building today and talk about the miracles, that all the miracles that God has done. And God has been good to me. And whether you think God's been good to you or not, He's been good to you. How do I know He's been good to you? Because you're sitting in this building today. You're sitting in this building today. There's other that has, the others that, that could be here today and they're not. And there's others that chose not there's other that that just uh they can't be here today and you're in a house of god and god's done great and mighty and powerful things and if we'll let god if we'll just look back across our life and realize god you've been good to me you've you've done some great things and i can sit here and think today and think about the miraculous things that he's done for me myself 
Amen. I know he's been good to me. But don't let your miracle become your curse. That's what you got to be careful with. You don't let that become your curse. Because if you're not careful, you'll, you'll let God do great things for you and we'll take that stuff for granted. God does the miraculous to encourage us for the eternal. Because I would rather him never do a miracle for me and me make heaven than him do all kinds of miracles in my life and me go to hell. Any day of my life. Lord, we're so thankful for the word of the Lord. We're so thankful, God, for the miracles that you have done for our church down through the last 15 years. And I'm thankful, God, that you tarry the miracles that we're going to see in front of us, God. And, Lord, I'm just asking that you would touch each and every life, God, that's here today. We're so thankful for every soul, every adult, every child, every individual that's here today, God. You are so good, and you've blessed us so much, Lord. And we are so thankful, so thankful. Amen, so thankful. Let me tell you, the greatest miracle of all, it's not a body healed. It's not um, God miraculous moving a vehicle out of the way so you don't hit or anything like that. It's the day that he reached down into your heart. And when sin already had us, he went to Calvary. And Brother David, he shed his blood for us. And the greatest miracle of all is that he can take these old souls of ours and he can renew them. Take a black heart, wash it with red blood, and make it whiter than snow. Amen. And God wants to use everybody in this place today in a great and mighty way. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. You are not exempt. Is anything too hard for our God? Amen. And greatest miracles when he takes that soul then. For how many years, Brother David? Too many years, right? 42 when he come to the Lord. See, you're not, you're not too, too old. You're not too young. God can do it. Run you, off the, run you off his porch if you talk to him about Jesus. And then Jesus done something for his life. Amen. Love you. Thank you for being here today. Give Brother Texas another good hand. Appreciate the word. I give him short notice. I gave him some pretty short notice. I just texted him and said, hey, will you do adult Sunday school in the morning? Sure. Whether he meant it or not, sure. But he done a good job. We're proud of him. And I'm thankful that you're here. I do want to say that um, uh, we'll take a, a break here for a moment. And uh, we got some Mother's Day flyers and stuff we want to give away and want to honor our mothers today. And um, I have um, something the Lord's laid on my heart. It's going to be a different kind of Mother's Day sermon for me today. I always, I stick with the themes, okay? I stick with the themes. If it's Mother's Day, I'm going to preach, teach something on Mother's Day. Um, I, I did know of a pastor one time. It was Christmas, and he, he preached on homosexuality. I'm not real sure that was the best day for that, but uh, and if I'm not going to question it. I guess if the Lord laid that on his heart, he laid it on his heart, but uh, usually half my battle is getting your mind where my where uh, my sermon's at. And if it's Mother's Day, you're already thinking about Mother's Day. So I done got something going that direction. So, But I do feel like the Lord has given me 
a, uh, a something to say today, and that's one reason I wanted to get one of these boys to do the adult Sunday school. But thank you so much for being here. Um, they probably still got some coffee downstairs if you'd like some, and maybe a donut or two if you get down there in time. So we'll chillax for a few minutes, and, and uh, we're going to get up here, and we're going to have some good church this afternoon. So thank you for being in church. God bless you.